Let's pull this up from yeah, the Daily Beast. Crazy. Mike crap. Lindell, Fed seized my cell phone at Hardee's. At Hardee's. Hardee's. Where's this guy at? Can a man enjoy a burger? Where is he? Just near Hardee's. <laughs> Lindell also posted a subpoena on what appears to be a search warrant. So this is breaking news. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell told the Daily Beast on Tuesday night that the FBI seized his cell phone while he was at a Hardee's restaurant. He posted on social media a grand jury subpoena from a federal prosecutor in Colorado who appears to be a search warrant. The FBI had no immediate comment. So, well, I don't know, man. What else can be said? It's 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 the system's busted. It's falling apart. They are looking to do what they did to Nixon and all of his uh, crew and his cohorts. You know, we're right now we're doing a multiple part series on Nixon, and it's fascinating the parallels between what's happening in that right now with Trump and all the Trump circle and what happened to Nixon uh, back in the day. And the, the more that they can dirty everyone that's around him, they scare people from getting involved within the community, within his culture, within within his. Uh, a circle of, of uh, politics. They, they dirty him up to be able to go and, and run for a next election. I think that's what this entire thing is about. It's the narrative machine in action. Scare everybody that's associated with Trump. He, he is going to have a hard time getting good people because of that. Constantly paint him and any associate that he has as a criminal. You don't think that we're going to see perp walk uh, ads, ads when the when the election comes. Oh yeah, with we Bannon. are going to yep. see perp walk ads. They are going, and, and I, I said this uh, back in the Jan six time frame that Trump. We're going to see Trump perp walked, and, and people thought that it was nuts when I said that. Oh, it's not going to happen. He is going to get perp walked. They want that image, yep. so they could put it. Whether in an it ad. stands or not, it doesn't. Whether matter. it doesn't matter, it's the image. We got a video here. We got a video here of uh, Michael and Dell. So uh, we will play this video. I think this might be the video. Today, the FBI. All right, let's let's quiet let's quiet that down a little bit. Mike, you're you're pretty loud. <laughs> Sorry about that. Today, the FBI. Uh, you're going to hear this, and you're probably already hearing it in the news. The FBI came after me and took my phone. They surrounded me at a Hardee's and uh, took my phone that I run all my business, everything with. Um, um, they could have just what they've done is weaponized. The FBI um, is disgusting. I don't have a computer. Everything I do have that phone. Everything was on there, and uh, um, and they told me not to tell anybody. Here's an order: not to don't tell anybody. Okay, I won't. <laughs> well, I am. So they perp walked Steve Bannon over a million bucks. Yep. BLM's been accused of stealing more than that. The the leaders, the founders, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, nothing. And the and wasn't he pardoned? I mean, uh, how is yeah, that even look, happening? We're in a civil war, so uh, you know what? No, no, I should take that back. We're in a revolution. Civil war implies that there's factions fighting each other, but right now the FBI is just rounding people up, and it's and I, it appears to be extra legal. Yeah, there's like, an attempted revolution from the liberal world order to the new world order. I gotta say that clearly: liberal world order to a new world order, and the, it seems like some people in the American government are complicit. I, just I mean, don't, I don't have proof. I just seems like it. That's 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 a bit beyond where I'm at. I'm just saying the Democrats don't want to lose. They want power. They're scared of Trump and they've weaponized the DOJ to go after anybody who might help Trump. We saw this in 2018 when the big tech companies started banning prominent influencers who helped Trump win, notably Alex Jones. They purged him all at the exact same time. Alex Jones is now on trial again for defamation. And it's like it seems to be going the same way. They're like, oh, you're not allowed to defense and things like that. You're you're refusing to with you know send out you know to, to turn over proper information. Now they're going after Steve Bannon said this 35 prominent Trump supporters. You know, dark days is an understatement. If 
I don't I don't know what happens. But typically when you look at history and you see things like this, we're looking at probably something more like a Bolshevik style revolution. I mean, maybe maybe that's 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 too much. But what, what's likely more likely than civil war at this point is just uniparty arrests, the purging of political rivals, the evisceration of anyone who's supporting the ideology and just totalitarian uniparty. So, you know, you can have a civil war when two factions fight over control of one government or in the United States, it was one faction trying to leave a government. Or you can have a revolution where one group seizes control, uses it to immediately purge and wipe out their opponents and then take over. Tucker Carlson called this a, a full-blown political purge, and he, he, he's not wrong. I mean, look at what's happening here. I mean, what, what, what will the my pillow guy do to you? What, what kind of threat is he to you? Who is he going to hurt? What did he do? What did, they, what did they get away with? He's got money. I, I know, but, but, but from the average person watching this who's not into politics, seeing this right now, a lot of people are asking themselves this question. Obviously, this is very political, but but they're still trying to say that this is this is somehow justified that the DOJ is going after bad people, that they're going after criminals. But there's not even a shred of evidence to suggest this because, from the average point of view, what effect is he having? Like, what, did they steal something? No, they didn't. They didn't get away with anything. Were they able to 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 lie or, or cheat? And no, they don't. There's no. There's nothing of that. I think this is a large fishing operation. I think they're looking for whatever they could get. And going through someone's phone, going through someone's cell phones and laptops and computers and all of their documents, they're just hoping someone slipped up and made some kind of mistake. And if they did, we're going to be hearing about it till the end of days now. And, Seems it, like, oh, we're and they're also trying to scare advertisers as well, too. He's one of the biggest kind of advertiser, known advertiser on the right, funds a lot of different shows, a lot of different podcasts. And they're trying to send a message out there as well that, you know, if you guys try to enter into this arena, if you guys try to appeal to the right, we're going to come at you. A lot of people don't, we don't talk about this so much, but how how completely leftist the advertising community is. They they have control the, the digital platforms that are that d- distribute these advertisements. They've gotten conservative uh, websites kicked off of these uh, advertising networks for years and years and years. So there's so many different things kind of in play here. They want everyone that's Trump, that touched Trump to look dirty. They want to scare advertisers to scare away funding for shows uh it's it's a really a smart play if you think about it these people that we're dealing with are not stupid they understand the imagery they understand what it means to have o'bannon walked excuse me bannon walked down perp walked they understand the power of the imagery they've been doing this since this since the civil rights era getting pictures of you know dogs in front of civil rights activists and and hoses being shot on them so i think that's what what this is doing they're 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 feeding their narrative machine with this stuff so that they can scare the the right yeah i was getting the sense that it's the people that were saying that the election was stolen and that they have proof but like then the proof never came out and they're like it's coming just wait three months and then it'll be there lindell and bannon are really hard on that they're really bullish um but what i don't get is who cares like let them say it like that's part of democracy we're allowed to yell stuff at each other Biden's the president. Let's secure the elections by having open source voting systems. They did it for four years with the with Russian Hillary. with the Russian accusations with Trump when Trump won, won, won. and and now like they, 
I just it's just mind-boggling to see what's happening here because it's so dangerous for everyone involved here. I wasn't a Trump supporter. I didn't I didn't back him. I criticized him, but but still it doesn't matter to a lot and, of people and, because now even calling this out automatically labels me as as some kind of Trump supporter when I'm not. That's the point that and that's the other side of it. Is I was ready to walk um, be past Trump. I, I was a Trump supporter. I was ready to be done. Then all this stuff starts to hit. And all they're doing is pulling these people out that were done with him and ready to move on to a DeSantis or what have you. They're pulling them back in. They pulled me back in uh, in that regard. I th- I, I'm not sure if it's the right play, or but they, they think they know what they're doing. Like scratching me, a mosquito bite because uh, it feels good. Uh, Tucker's told, talking told about you it. last night that the Biden administration has politicized law enforcement to the point where it feels Soviet. And we were not overstating it. The FBI has just raided the guy who sells pillows on this channel. Not because the pillows were bad, but because they don't like who we voted for. It'd be funny if the FBI was like, while the pillows actually are really good, use promo code POSA. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Use promo code FBI. Yeah, yeah. Promo code Gulag. Your Gulag. known as the pillow guy, reports on his live stream, Lindell TV, that FBI agents located him, questioned him, showed him their badges, and asked him questions about Colorado and Dominion voting machines, and what? then provided him with a warrant to seize his cell phone. And uh, he says, uh, we're FBI. I said, show me your badges. So they show one badge. I said, how about yours? You know, I'm, I, you know cause I don't trust anybody. Like, you know, there's bad people. Well, they do that. And they said, what do you want? And, and uh, he says, we need to talk to you. So I pull over and... Uh, Mike Lindell said he initially told those agents he would not surrender his phone because he does not have a computer and runs all of his businesses off of that phone. Lindell published on his live stream what he claims was the warrant for that phone. Uh, we do not have Lindell's account confirmed right now, but we mm. will be looking into it and keeping you updated, Tucker. Wow. So maybe it's, maybe it's bunk. I don't know, but um, I kind of believe the pillow guy. Like, you- this is a, a story I don't think he just makes up, especially considering Bannon came out, said 35 people were hit. Then we got official confirmation that 40 subpoenas had been sent out. The subpoenas probably included Mike Lindell. Why wouldn't they? I mean, he's one of the most vocal supporters of Donald Trump. He also funded, didn't he fund some kind of a program to look into the election fraud and what have you? He did a big symposium or something about it. Tucker actually talked about the people who are named on that list last night. And he talked about one person who organized a rally and how the FBI raided the daughter of this person who organized a rally and how uh, they weren't even involved in politics. They weren't even involved in politicians. They were just someone involved in uh, getting people to do political rallies. And they are the they were the ones that were raided by FBI officials coming at their door, knocking on their door, and of course, um, intervening in their life and watching every single move they make very carefully. And you know the information, especially with how the DOJ has been recently handling it, most likely is going to be leaked to the media. As of course, there's a lot of things that routinely are not supposed to make it out there to the general public through these investigations that do that smear people, that attack people. Uh, there's phone records. There's text messages. There's there's things about individuals' personal lives that always make it out there. And this is the weaponization of the DOJ that, of course, um, is going out there and going after people that they don't like because of their political opinions and ideas. I don't even agree with those political opinions and ideas, but this is such a dangerous move because it endangers everyone here. This is meant to set a ch- chilling factor, and uh, it is happened. scaring some people. If you ever wondered what it was like to be living in... Uh you know, 
and any one of these historical nations before the emergence of the authoritarian regimes, be it North Korea or Germany or Russia or China or whatever, you're living in it. This is how it starts. And uh, man, I really got to wonder. I wonder if um, the COVID lockdowns were kind of a, a dry run. Will people submit to unconstitutional lockdowns and the destruction of their lives? And they found the answer was yes, overwhelmingly. It was nuts how the Roman Republic just turned into an empire. You go from a republic to an empire. That seems really extreme. I was just reading about the British monarchy and the king. You know, it's a hot topic right now. And like, he can take control. He can disband parliament. I mean, it, they say he won't because Elizabeth never did. But he can. And all he's got to do is claim an emergency. But like, what's an emergency? A flood? An earthquake? Uh, someone saying the wrong thing on social media. Mm. Spilling your tea. Yeah, That's the way they, they use the word emergency sure. these days, like how many emergency acts has Biden uh, going right now? We have like 45 states of emergency or some, we were looking up some number, some over like 25 emer current. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of emergencies, mostly foreign policy, I think. Yeah, and, and some of it's like about Iraq. You're like, what the hell? We've been out of Iraq like, Iraq's what emergency, emergency are we anymore. as American citizens facing because of what's happening in that country? And so if they, if the king were to seize power and become the, the sole monarch of England, all, of Britain all of a sudden, and then they, they try and emulate that over here with like... Try. Yeah, I know. They're doing it. It's disturbing. It. it doesn't... But I mean, it's not... It's totally possible. It's feasible. That's the problem. California is still in a state of emergency mm -hmm. to this day. It's, it still has that... Because they do not want to relinquish the power. The second that they were able to impl implement this power, this power grab, and we've seen it time and time again. Anytime these, you know, the, the Bushes did it with the, the Patriot Act, anytime these power, this power is given to the government, they never let go of it. And the thing that's been the difference is, is that the right is not as good at, at enforcing their, their power. The left is our masters at it. They have figured out ways to be able to, to, to use the government in ways that they've accused Trump of doing when Trump was in office. Thanks for checking out this segment from the Timcast IRL podcast. But if you want to check out the full show live, tune in Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. And if you want more special access content, head over to TimCast.com and become a member. Your membership helps sustain this company, keep our journalists employed, makes this show happen, and you will get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast. And there's a massive library to check out. So again, go to TimCast.com or tune in Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. And we'll see you all there. Here's the first story we have from the New York Times. Justice Department issues 40 subpoenas in a week, expanding its January 6th inquiry. It also seized the phones of two top Trump advisors, a sign of an escalating investigation two months before the midterm elections. Now this, this is like October surprise territory. They say, we're not supposed to do anything 60 days before an election. Okay, well, they just did. Huh. And, they're and they're likely going to keep doing it. I, th I think it's possible Trump gets indicted. I don't know for sure. They say the seizure of the phones, coupled with a widening effort to obtain information from those around Mr. Trump after the 2020 election, represents some of the most aggressive steps the department has taken thus far in its criminal investigation into the actions that led to the January 6th assault on the Capitol by a pro-Trump uh, pro mob. That's interesting. They said assault, not insurrection. Hmm. Hmm. The extent of the investigation has come into focus in recent days, even though it has often, uh, often been overshadowed by the government's legal clash with Mr. Trump and his lawyers over a separate inquiry, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now they're just kind of just, you know, fluffing words up in this article. We get it. The big news is that they went after Trump. They went after Trump supporters and Trump allies and people working with Trump. 
So I guess, uh, I don't know, is Banana Republic? Is this, we're going to have a free and fair election this November? Or is the FBI interfering right now with the Republican Party? This is a very dangerous escalation, which is being met with the Biden administration laying down the groundwork for really not just tough talk, but tough actions. We've seen Hillary Clinton just today compare Trump supporters to Al-Qaeda. We saw Kamala Harris on 9-11 at Ground Zero describe how threats against democracy should be treated like terrorists. We saw Biden on 9-11 also specifically say how terror victims should stand up for democracy. They're, they're laying the groundwork for something very serious. I think they're acting like a scared animal that's being backed in a corner because everyone's telling people to vote Republican, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Joe Rogan, they're coming out and saying, hey, vote Republican. I think they see the Republicans as a threat. And I think when you, when you have an animal that that's in a corner, it could do anything at any moment. And I think the animal's afraid and it could bite. And I think there's going to be some larger consequences moving ahead uh, as, as you know, their grip of power is slowly unleashing and, and you know, becoming loose. Now, you're 100% right. And, you know, to your question, I, I think it's the the latter of the three. Uh, and the interesting thing about this is that all of this could have been avoided. Um, there were speculations of irregularities in the you know 2020 uh, election and if the if the appropriate people would have taken those allegations seriously or those those concerns seriously and looked into it in a in a responsible way then that would have evaded a lot of what ended up happening i agree so yeah uh they didn't though a lot of the, the lawsuits were thrown out on standing not the merits and my attitude was give give them what they want, right? And because uh, I, I I'm like the end result is likely going to be the same. The there's, there was a lot of crazy. I mean, it, it's it's crazy to me that you had people coming out talking about Venezuelan servers and gunfights in Germany and satellites stealing data. And I'm like, okay, guys, come on, like say, oh, okay, let's hear what you have to say and let people hear that because that's going to get dismissed immediately. Instead, we just got procedural grounds, which I don't know. I got to be honest. Maybe what they really wanted was discontent. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if you take a look at uh, January 6th, there were cops opening the door for people. Yeah. So maybe they were thinking like, we could quash this, but maybe we want them all riled up so they act a fool and then we can make them look bad. Well, they're also invested into this. And I think this is more of a fishing operation than an actual investigation. Because usually when you have, you know, the FBI going after somebody, there usually is a crime. But but to go after the, the supporters, we don't know exactly who these individuals are, but this is all related to January 6th. Okay, how far away from that date are we specifically? And, and, and what do they have? They might not have anything, but with these subpoenas, they might be investigating, trying to find something because I think they're desperate for something to blame the Republicans on it. And I'm not a Trump supporter. And to me, what's happening is extreme, extremely scary. And, it, and it's really bringing us to a very desperate situation in this next upcoming election that is dangerous for everyone. Well, that's, that's how you know it's a cult because they'll call you, Luke, a Trump supporter. Yeah. Even when you're like, I don't like the guy, but this is crazy. They'll be like, you like Trump. I, I called them out during his presidency. I thought I think anyone anyone in power should be held accountable. But 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 again, what's happening here to, to Trump is making everyone in the middle see the situation and see this doesn't really add up. This doesn't really make sense. It really is an overreach of power, an abuse of power that we see in a lot of developing countries. But happening here, it, it's it's very very dangerous, especially with our current cultural climate. Yeah, absolutely. Setting a very. Uh negative precedents for the future of American politics. And I would hate to see people 
you know, on the Republican side doing the same thing for their Democratic uh, adversaries. And so I, I'm just, you know, I'm very concerned about what kind of precedence this sets for sure. I think people are losing confidence, especially in the FBI. Steve Bannon comes out on his show. He's, it's a massive show. He's talking with Charlie Kirk on another massive show. And he says that they're basically, it's a, it's a weaponization. It's a political, it's, it's Biden's Gestapo. We had that one poll that showed, I think, what was it, like a majority of people thought that, uh, I think this might have been Rasmussen. Majority of people thought that there was, a, there was an element of the FBI that were acting like Joe Biden's personal Gestapo. I think it was James Lindsay. Was it, was it James Lindsay who said he was, on, he was on a plane with somebody? Yeah, that was James, yeah. Some, he was on a plane with some woman and she was like, you know, I don't like Trump, but the FBI going to his house, like that's, that's too much for me. I wonder, sometimes, it's hard to know exactly how this is going to play out. Is this going to demonize Trump and Trump supporters in an attempt for the Dem- by the Democrats to say, haha, MAGA evil? Because it seems like that was their play. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, the, the Democrats were propping up Republican candidates, propping up their messages, and the, and the media reported it as well. They want the Trump-supported candidates, the Trump-endorsed candidates to win so that they can win in the general. So get them in the primary. And this seems to be in line with that. They prop up the messaging of Trump supporters. Once Trump supporters win 92% endorsement success from Trump, they then do things like this. Biden comes out and says MAGA is evil, blah, 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 or extremist. And then it scares the public. Or maybe it'll have the inverse effect. Like, how do you, how do you know? Maybe people will see this and they'll be like, yo, they've gone too far and then end up voting the other direction. I think historically America has always bounced out of these situations. Whenever we go too far down the left rabbit hole, uh, I think Americans tend to shake themselves out of it. And I think that's why, to your point, they're running scared because America has such a unique history. Uh, We are individuals by nature. so I think once you, you once you go too far, once you put Americans you know in a corner, they tend to like wake up. I mean, Trump winning the 2016 election proved that. Uh, say what you want about the, the the 2020 election, but the fact that Trump won the election and the fact that they put so much effort into demonizing him in a full on assault from our media. In uh, in in 2016, they they launched this whole insane theory about Trump uh, not actually having won legitimately that the Russians were colluding and a whole bunch of other nonsense and they were allowed to do it yeah across the board across the media the corporate press and all the institutions are supporting it they launched FBI investigations well I think what Trump has done for the country is you know you know like him or hate him you know he's he's turned the light on and he's and he's shown us you know he's forced the hand of our media in a way that no president in our lifetime ever has. Um, and you see a lot of people waking up. And so, again, I think, you know, countries that have fallen to this ideology in the past, um, they didn't have our history. They didn't have our spirit. And so, you know, and our guns and our guns. Yeah. I mean, to your point, I mean, so, I mean, you know, you know, in our office space, you know, we're kind of divided. Like there's, there's some people that are more pessimistic and some people that are more optimistic. I'm more on the optimistic side because I think Americans tend to uh, pull out of these situations. We saw it in the sixties. We saw it in 68 when, when they went too far, Americans tend to wake up. Americans tend to go back to being Americans. And now we're seeing it. We're seeing it with our economy. Uh, we're seeing it with, you know, people, I think the, the brilliance of the media is not only that uh, deception, but they, they're good at convincing people that most people think the way that they're telling yeah. you they think. And so there's a lot more people that are logical than we know, uh, but because we can only have so many interactions with people in, our, in the day to day, 
So I'm optimistic about America, um, and they're going to push and push and push because of their desire for power. And eventually it might turn nasty, but Americans are generationally free, and, and we have an independent spirit that no other country in the history of the world has ever seen. I remember uh, two years ago being on this show and documenting how Biden and the corporate media got into power because essentially their, their major campaign slogan was, we're not Donald Trump. He got into office and he kept saying, we're not Donald Trump. Donald Trump's bad. Donald Trump's bad. And they kept obsessing about Donald Trump. And we were watching his administration. We're like, okay, what are you going to do? What policies are you going to put forward? The Democrats don't have anything except for Donald Trump as a way to galvanize the general public. And they don't have anything to show for their records within the last few years. What they have is devastation. They've wrecked this economy. They pushed up World Economic Forum, great reset policies that have devastated the middle class, that have made people more poor. They have no record to stand on other than the destruction of our society. And I think this is why, in part, we have this obsession with Trump, 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 because they don't have anything else to stand behind. But also, at the same time, I do believe that this is a part of a larger divide and conquer oh, yeah. agenda to make sure blue collar Americans fight each other. And this is the perfect kind of pendulum swing point that we're at where we have Trump and we have Biden. This is the perfect way to distract all of us and have all of us fighting and not looking at the true cause of our pain. This, yeah. is, this is why they're going after the MAGA Republicans, yeah. why Joe Biden's like the MAGA Republicans, we call them Maggie Republicans, <laughs> because they know Trump's not going to be around forever. They can't use him as their, as, as their weapon. So when Trump you know, is either retires or loses or whatever happens, they need that anger because it's the only thing that brings the left together enough. Yeah. If Trump bows out, this is one of the reasons why I lean a little bit in the direction of DeSantis, though I'm fairly split between the two. I'm, I'm starting to lean a little bit more DeSantis these days. It goes back and forth. But I think the reason might be Trump as a powerful, prominent figure is is easily recognizable and easy to use in media. What either for loving him or hating him. DeSantis, with all due respect, is a more boring character. The people who know him love him. The people who know his policies respect him. But most people don't care. He's not a celebrity. Donald Trump was the, on The Apprentice. Donald Trump is the TV reality guy. So everyone was like, oh, yeah, we know Donald Trump. And then they could be like, here's why he's bad. Here's why he's good. And everybody just loves to stare at the man. I think if Ron DeSantis wins, they will try the MAGA Republican thing, but it's not going to work. Yeah. So what, yeah. what's likely going to happen is right now you have leftists and you have Democrats for some reason united. It makes no sense. It's like the, the people who oppose on the 1% teaming up with the 1%. Don't ask me why. Well, the, I guess you could. The answer is they hate Donald Trump. You get Trump out of the equation and they're going to scream MAGA Republicans and people are going to be like, who's that? Who are we mad at now? I don't know what you're talking about. Are we mad at some? Maybe that works in local elections. It's not going to work nationally. And then what happens is the left, the Democrats, the Democratic Socialists, they, they all break up into different factions, once again, fighting each other, like Occupy Wall Street was angry with Democrats. And then you're going to get the MAGA coalition, which is a massive group of conservatives, libertarians, post-liberals, politically homeless individuals. And then I think you see some kind of like MAGA sweep. That's if and when they lose the ability to rally people around hating Trump. Yeah. yeah, like so with this uh, last speech that Biden gave, like it was pretty pathetic that here you have a president who's two years in office and he's making his latest speech about what Trump and MAGA Republicans. He doesn't have a record to, to stand on in terms of the positives that he has been able to uh, put forth in these past two years. And so he makes it about, you know, building an enemy and basically 
doubling all focuses on that enemy and getting people to hate that enemy and saying things like, if we come together, they can, we can march forward to a better future. It's, it's very pathetic. But, you know, for me, you know, to your point about, about DeSantis, uh, from a spectator's point of view, DeSantis have proven to be effective in terms yeah. of like uh, uh, staring down and, and being effective against a lot of the kind of woke policies that are coming uh, down the tubes. And so for a lot of people, I feel like they will be attracted to a DeSantis type person uh, come 2024. Uh, based on his effectiveness in a place like Florida. And his backbone. Yeah. Not only the effectiveness, but also the prospects of potential peace and Mm -hmm. and not craziness from the other side that, of course, is extremely hyperbolic, extremely sensationalistic. And they know if Trump's going to go in there, he's going to be looking for redemption. That's the kind of ideas, that's the type of thinking that a lot of people have. And I would see the, the party establishment galvanize more people against that than potentially a DeSantis, who, again, also uh, interesting figure. Uh, I go back and forth on him as well. I think any person in politics should be criticized. But you made that point uh, that I was trying to make. You made it a lot more eloquently than I did. They have nothing to stand on except for the destruction of the American working class. And I think at the end of the day, both political parties have caused these policies that destroyed uh, the blue-collar workers in this country, that have destroyed the way of life in this country, that have destroyed civil liberties and any kind of economic prosperity that we had before. And right now, I think we're in limbo of a lot of chaos that, that is hitting people all at once. And I think we're, we're even at a point where people don't know how to even respond to all of this all at once. Thanks for checking out this segment from the TimCast IRL podcast. But if you want to check out the full show live, tune in Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. And if you want more special access content, head over to TimCast.com and become a member. Your membership helps sustain this company, keep our journalists employed, makes this show happen, and you will get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast. And there's a massive library to check out. So again, go to TimCast.com or tune in Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. And we'll see you all there. Lisa Gallagher, as we told you a moment ago, is one of the many Trump supporters who woke up to an FBI raid earlier this month. And we are grateful that she's willing to join us to tell us about it. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. So I I just want to be clear that you have not committed a crime of any kind. I don't think you've ever been accused of a crime. You weren't even at the Capitol on January 6th. I don't think you're even in Washington. Tell us how you felt when Joe Biden's FBI showed up with guns at your home the morning after his speech. I was terrified, and I'll be honest with you, when my daughter woke me up telling me there were three armed FBI officers at my door, I thought she was joking. And I immediately tried to throw clothes on. I called my husband. I was crying. My knees were shaking. And even though I knew I'd done nothing wrong, after seeing Joe Biden's speech the night before, I thought, oh, my God, this is political. And I was frightened. I truly thought, they can take me out of here in handcuffs. And I thought, I'm in my bedroom. I thought, am I not coming home? So I went outside and I said, gentlemen, you're scaring me. And they proceeded to tell me that they were given an anonymous tip that I was at the Capitol on January 6th. Even though, of course, as we said, they knew you weren't because they had facial recognition software and there's no evidence. And it's almost two years ago. Do you know who this anonymous tip, this snitch who turned you into federal law enforcement for supporting Trump on Facebook might be? No, I know nothing. And I invited them into my home so I could look at my phone and my calendar. And I have subsequently called the FBI office in Newark to just 
document or know for sure that it really was FBI agents at my home, and it was, and they said it was an anonymous tip, but they won't tell me anything else. Yeah, because there are not enough law enforcement concerns right now with 107,000 Americans dying of fentanyl uh, last year. Lisa Gallagher, I know it takes bravery to come on and explain what happened to you. I think only when people do that will it end. And so I'm doubly grateful that you did this for us tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tucker. Subscribe to the Fox News YouTube channel to catch our nightly opens, stories that are changing the world and changing your life. From Tucker Carlson tonight.